Anyways, we're going to go ahead and get started. So congratulations and welcome to episode four of Secrets of a Winning Mindset. Today, we're talking about professionalism. Bond, you the man. I appreciate you. We're talking about professionalism and looking cool. So as you can see, I'm dressed professional, but I got my do-rag on. So one thing. Oh, oh first of all, before we really get started, I want to give a special shout out to my brother, Mr. Boswick, rest in heaven. Uh, when I was in art class, this is something new, Bonds. You might like this. When I was in art class, we had to do a project, right? A self-portrait. So I went and we had to draw ourselves um, a self-portrait. And we had to draw ourselves as our favorite uh, hero, right? So I did Black Panther. So this was it a before picture. Check me out. And this is how it came out. You feel me? So... Nobody's uh, ever seen this before on, on, on live. I've never posted it. Um, again, there's a lot of great things that I've done. Unfortunately, I haven't documented, but shout out to Brother Chad. Um, you inspired me. I mean, this was my first self-portrait. I did all this in ink. This is in pen. Um, and I just, you know, again, want to shout out to you. Thank you so much. Rest in heaven. Um, before we get started, I just want to go ahead and talk about that real fast. So I'm going to put this in the background. Give me one second. Okay, boom. And we're gonna go ahead and get started. So professionalism to me is more than just the way that you're the way that you're dressed. Professionalism to me is the way that you carry yourself, is the way that you speak, it's everything. What's up, P Roll? Thank you for hopping on. My Facebook people, thank you for hopping on. Um, if you didn't get a chance to see it, I did some artwork, man. This was back when I was in art class back in college, so hope you guys can see it, but Professionalism is more than just the way that you dress. It's the way that you carry yourself. It's the way that you speak. And we're going to get in that today. So one thing about professionalism, right? Sometimes people think you need to have everything to a certain standard to be considered professional. And in some degree, that makes sense, right? If I told you, hey, you know, um, I'm, a, I'm a car salesman or I have a car dealership and you, hey, let me see your website. And you put up the website and there's literally one car on there is going to it's not going to look professional so but at the same time i don't want maybe lack of presentation to prevent anyone from getting started but again today we're talking about having a winning mindset and my job is to, sh is to share with you my perspective on how to win in the realm of being professional so professionalism you definitely got to take and consider in a consideration what you have on so i went ahead and put on a suit I went ahead and put on a suit. Now, the reason why I have a do-rag on is because it's one thing that's always bothered me, right? I'm going to get on this tangent and then we're going to get into it. It's one thing that's always bothered me is they want people colored. I mean, they want everybody. We want everyone to look presentable, right? But if I walk out of the house with my do-rag on, it has a negative connotation. Being professional is being dressed well, being clean, um, just, you know, kind of that polished look, right? And if you want to have, if you're a person of color, if you're black and you wear short hair, if you don't wear your do-rag, your hair is not always going to look polished. So to me, it's something that's always bothered me that a do-rag isn't okay. Like it's, it's got a lot of negative connotation, but I need it in order to look professional. So I just wanted to highlight that. Now in regards to being professional, 
you always want to make sure that you keep in consideration of your appearance, right? So if you're, if you're doing anything, you want to consider the audience, your ideal, your ideal client, your ideal customer. What are they, the level of service that you're trying to provide, does your presentation match? So, for example, if you're selling food, right? I don't know if you've ever been to a nice restaurant, but sometimes they'll have a, a, a clean plate, large plate. The food will be right in the center, and they might do some little design stuff around the edge. I believe it's called a garnish. Because that pre- presentation looks clean, it's going to give a more professional appearance. It's going to make everything look a lot better, so that way when people step into it, they're already going to have the mindset that, okay, this is going to ready to be a fancy meal. It's going to be a fancy meal, as opposed to just putting it on maybe a smaller plate or some cardboard or things like that. So you always want to keep in mind of the level that you're coming with, and you want to make sure that your presentation matches. Now, in regards to what you wear, so again, you always want to you want you want to be polished, but you never want to be past yourself. So what I mean by that is, for example, this suit tie, this isn't something I, I naturally will wear. But if I'm going to conduct business, I'm going to put this on. There's also another little thing you can put in your pocket. But overall, it's still within my style. So what I mean by that is I'm a, I'm a natural low key. I'm a more of a chill person, right? So the colors that I wear are still within my alignment. So I'm not a loud person. I'm not flamboyant. So I wear, you know, kind of chill things. Like, for example, my tie is kind of low key. With the navy blue uh, suit, it's, it's smooth, right? Because that's me. But if I was a little bit more eccentric, a little bit more outgoing, I might have on a louder tie. I might wear a shirt with patterns on it. I might wear these different things that will still fit my professionalism, but it will still allow myself to come out. When it comes to being professional, another thing that I notice is going to take you to the next edge is one thing that professional people do. They anticipate things or they use their intuition to see problems before they come up. So, for example, right, I give you an example with this picture I drew. This is uh, all in pen. Now, if I was a professional artist getting ready to coach someone on how to do this drawing, I'm going to know that there's going to be a point in pen that if they make a mistake, they're not going to be able to fix it. And I already know that's going to happen because I've done it so many times, et cetera. Just to say if I was a professional at drawing, I've done it so many times that I can anticipate what kind of problems are going to come up before they come up. So what you do is you give that person the tools to fix that problem before they get to it. So if I'm an artist looking for professional style coaching on doing art, my coach should give me answers to problems I don't know I'm going to have. Because when I get to that point, I'm like, oh, man, what do I do? I already have the answer. So, for example, let's say, um, what's up, Will? I see you hopped on. Let's say I was getting Will's car fixed, right? And let's say he's got to get body work done, and he's also got to get some work done to his engine. And I'm the one that's taking care of everything. Let's say I'm his main mechanic, but we're going to have to go to the body shop. I'm going to tell him, hey, Will. As soon as we get your engine done, you're going to go ahead and take the car over to the body shop. You're going to tell the guy you need. I'm going to give you the exact part that you need. Boom. I'm going to write it down for you. I'm also going to go ahead and give you this code. When you when you talk to him, here's the code you're going to need. And he'll know exactly what to pull up. He's going to know exactly what to do. It's going to take you about two hours before it gets done. 
Fine, I see a question. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm tap on that right right after this when I got you. So I'm gonna give my client all the tools they're gonna need to get the end result they're looking for. So I give Will the car. He takes it over to the body shop. The body shop says, "Hey, uh, right on, brother." Said, "Hey, I'm tr- I'm trying to make a point, man. Do rags are, are they got a negative look, right? And we all know that we need our do rags in order for us to look presentable and professional." So I'm just trying to highlight that right on brother said. So I'm gonna give him everything he needs. That way when he gets to the body shop, it's already ready to go. He walks into the body shop. He gives the guy the code, the paper. He says, Hey, I got everything. Have a seat. We'll have your car exactly in one to two hours. Just like, you know, the previous person lets you know, and it's really smooth. So that way there's no guesswork when you go from one place to the next place. So basically what I'm saying is as a professional, you want to anticipate the problems or the the obstacles that are going to come up and you want to give that person the tools in order to resolve it. Now, we had a question. Brother Devante asked, uh, being a black man with braids, how does he conduct business with others? So first thing I'm going to say, there's, there's, there's two answers I want to give you to that. So first and foremost, you, we all have to choose where our line is so for example i had a lot of a lot of you guys don't know that this self-portrait this is because i had dreads this was before my current career in finances i made the decision to cut off my dreads to have a more of a clean cut uh perception and and appearance now i know very well that what i have on my body what i wear in my what i how i wear my hair has nothing to do with the way i treat other people's or the thoughts or my actions or anything at all it's, it's merely and purely appearance but as a black person in the united states you would be naive to believe that your appearance has nothing to do with the way people treat you and the way people interact with you especially when it comes to money so me part so everybody's got to make a decision. So I said that to say this for for those of us who want to wear our hair the way we want to wear our hair, you have to I don't want to say have to, but it might help you to make a decision on where you're willing to start losing business to maintain your pride or or your image or however you want to do it. I don't want to say pride is a bad thing. But for example, could I have kept my dreads and still had a career in finances? Absolutely. Would it have been more difficult? Absolutely. And there might be some people that will see this like, oh, man, Justin, you're exaggerating. Like, okay, that's cool. First of all, if you've never been a black man with dreads in the United States, I'm not really sure if you're if you're equipped to kind of give me any advice on that. Now, for my brothers who are and have created successful careers for yourself, I'm sure that you would agree with me that the hairstyle that you wear didn't help. And the way that I decided to look at it is I was more focused on getting the results that I wanted to more than maintaining the appearance that I, that I wanted to. And also me personally, I've had waves for a long time. It's no big deal. Now for you, Devante, if you're still on here, you, I would suggest that you make a decision on what's more important, either the end results sad but true that's facts either the end results of not getting as much business because you are who you are or i'm missing a word right now it's like um i don't want to say changing who you are but it's like almost turning that dial on yourself down so that way there's more people that will are open to, to talking to you and accept you which is it's sad but it's the truth 
and everybody's got to make that choice now for the the more that you are a person of value the less is going to matter how you wear your hair and how you style yourselves so for example somebody seeing this podcast for the first time or seeing me for the first time I'm like yo what's this dude doing with a do-rag and a suit on but for those of you guys who, who know me personally or you've listened to a couple of these you already know that my mindset is going to provide value to anyone who's open and listening but the reality and where we live your your appearance is, is going to be judged period if i go if i go to a restaurant and i come in there and a dude and you know the, the person taking my order looks dirty if i go to the table and the table is not pristine and there's you know it's plastic cups not glass it's plastic instead of silverware i'm already thinking like man this is not going to be as good it's not going to be as good. This isn't top quality. This isn't up here. And they might bring out the food and it might be fire. It might be some of the best food I've ever had. But that establishment has got to realize that because of this presentation, some people might not wait it out to get to the food. After I bought, I know I may have to cut it off to be real. So for you, you're, you're at a, you're at a, you're at a position, right? I mean, COVID, COVID is messing it all up, man. I'm real, I'm real sorry for that stuff, man. But let's say COVID wasn't here, right? So my friend Devonte, he says, so after finish, basically he finished his football career. He's saying that he might need to consider cutting his hair so that way he's got more of a clean cut so he can be in it in a position to conduct business easier. And on one hand, I'd be like, yeah, that's facts because if you come in with a clean cut as opposed to long hair as a black man, yeah, people are going to be more open to talk to you. It, it just it just is what it is. There's way less to deal with. Of course, some people will embrace it. Of course, people within our community will embrace it. But at the same time, sometimes people in our own community don't embrace it. If I'm if, if it's late at night and you see a group of six young men and they all have dreads. I would challenge someone to be honest and tell me that they don't have a second thought that they don't think about. Oh, man, am I going to run into some trouble? Oh, is going to be some stuff. Be honest with me. Even if you are a black person, even as a black person, the only reason why I don't is because I've been that person and I know that they're no different than anybody else. And I truly try to judge people on their actions. But again, I'm a unique person. Most people aren't that way. If it's late at night, you see a group of six individuals, they all got dreads. Most people are going to feel some type of way. You see that same group of six individuals and they all got clean cuts. Most people will take the clean cuts over the dreadheads, even if they were the exact same people or even if the people with longer hair were nicer or just better people in general. But for you, Bon, so the, the other thing I want to touch on is even though we're in the world we're in, right? Perception, unfortunately, matters because what perception is is people's idea of reality. So the way that they perceive you is real to them, right? So unfortunately, perception is reality the most. The thing that I've always admired in people is those of us who are able to maintain your your individualism or your style or whatever makes you you right and build your brand that way. For example, Gary V. I'm a huge fan of Gary V. Gary V. Cusses a lot. Gary V. Doesn't give a fuck. He'll cuss and be himself and he'll build his brand that way. There's another another young woman I ran into. She suggested that I don't post anything political on my social medias. She said because in the position that I have. It might not help. And my response was this. I definitely understand where you're coming from. But for me personally, considering what I will put out politically is all going to be about racial injustice. 
And if you don't agree with that, I don't want you as a client and I don't want you as a business partner. I, I mean, personally, I don't care. If you don't support racial injustice, I don't want your business. I don't. And I'm okay with losing people who are on the other side of that. Just like with Gary Vee, if he cusses a lot, he's comfortable with people not um, being involved with him because of the amount that he cusses. So for each person that is de deciding whether to conform, I think the word is conform, whether to conform a little bit or to maintain their individuality, you've got to make a choice on are you willing to lose uh, business? Are you willing your path to take a little bit longer? Are you willing to go through what you're going to go through because you chose not to conform? I'm not here telling you to do it one way or the other. I cut my hair because I didn't want to deal with it. It's already hard enough. It's already hard enough as it is. And that's just being honest. On top of that, having dreads and, and trying to present myself as a as a uh, in a financial space. I'm not saying it's impossible. It definitely is very possible, but I'm saying it's more difficult and everybody has a choice. You get to pick how you want to do it, what your goals are and, and you know, what's going to get you there the happiest and, and most efficient way. For me, I was comfortable cutting my hair because I've had short hair most of my life and it was going to make my path easier. It was fine for me. No big deal It's a win win. Yeah, I did like having long hair, but again, I decided to choose. I My priority was to become successful in the space more so than to maintain long hair. And that was just me. Now, the other thing I want to talk about today is looking cool. Right on. Thanks, mom. I appreciate that. So the other thing I want to talk about today is looking cool. Oh, and just to finish up, Bonds, you feel me? If you're if you're doing your thing, bro, if you want to build your brand around having long hair, do that. Because there's a lot of people that can support you. And there's a lot of people who will take the time to look past that and to get to the value that you're able to offer. And in business, if some people don't want to do business with you because you got long hair, oh, well, there's abundance. There's plenty of deals. There's plenty of people with money. There's plenty of everything. It really comes down to how each of us want to go about doing it, period. Now, the other thing I want to talk about today is looking cool. Give me one second. What's up, little cousin? This one going to pertain to you, you young brother. The other thing I want to talk about today is looking cool. Now, looking cool is two things. One, cool is not only the way that you look, it's also a demeanor. It's also a demeanor to be cool, literally. So we're going to touch on these two real quick. The first one we're going to touch on is demeanor. Now, for a lot of people, we're going to say in regards to workspace, right? Looking cool or being cool to me, heavily depends on a time frame that you're looking at. So, for example, my cousin, um, I, I'm not sure if he's graduated yet. I don't think he's graduated yet. Um, but in high school, it's, it's a lot more pressure on looking cool, right? So you can look at that two ways. You can say, hey, I got to do these things or, or present myself a certain way for people my age to think I'm cool. That or you could focus on creating what you actually want to create so you can live the lifestyle that you want to live and actually, you know, live a cool life as opposed to just looking like it. So example, my cousin, right? Yeah. Um, I think he might've been 14, 15. He had a big MCM belt on, right? But he's walking to school, walking back and forth to school. I'm so like, bro, why do you have this big belt on and you walking to school? What's up, Drew? And you walking to school. 
because a lot of young kids or a lot of a lot of even young adults, a lot of people in general, actually, not even just the youth. This is everybody. A lot of people will buy things to impress other people, especially within my community and my culture. I don't I don't know why that's such a big deal, but it is. Like a lot of young kids are buying belts. A lot of people are buying expensive things just to take pictures in it and show other people that they have it. The thing that's so backwards to me is the more time that you spend spending money on on things like that is the less time that you can actually build real assets that will pay you passively to where you can really live the lifestyle that you're trying to portray. For example, like Drew, I know when we was younger, me and Drew, we spent a whole bunch of money on eating out, buying nice clothes, just just doing a bunch of stuff. And I was talking to Drew a while ago. We could have really took that money and put it in a property, and I'm sure we'd be on maybe two to three careers by now had we had a different focus or different information, right? Like Bond said, it's backwards. So my young, my, my cousin, what's up, auntie? My cousin has got this big MCM belt, right? And he's walking to school. And I'm like, man, you could have took that same hundreds of dollars and put that down on a car and been riding to school. Yeah, you might have been in a bucket, but what's better? Okay, you might be cool walking until it starts raining, or until somebody wants to go to the mall or somebody wants to go to a party and we ain't got no ride. Now what's now what's cool with the MCN belt or the whip? What's up, big brother? So it's like you don't, you don't. Everybody's got to make a choice, right? So you can spend your time looking cool and buying things to keep up this this facade, or you can do what's really cool and build. So here, here's what I here's where I'm going with this, right? It depends on your time frame. Do you want to look cool in the short run? Do you want to look cool in the long run? So my boy Devontae, this is a perfect example of this. Me, Drew, and Devontae are a perfect example of this. When we were younger, high school age, graduating high school, uh, junior, senior year, whatever, me and Drew were always out every weekend, partying, doing whatever, running around, while Devontae was either at home or at practice taking care of his siblings. And we used to always tease him for wanting to go home or being lame or this and that, right? Because we was out being cool. Da, 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 right? Exactly. In the short, if you took a snapshot of us in high school, you might say me and Drew was cooler. Just on the appearance. Not saying we cooler than Bonds. Just saying off the appearance. You feel me? Third, uh, outside looking in. Fast forward. Fast forward. If we... <laughs> When Devontae comes in town, I don't know if you guys have ever seen us uh, with the booths and stuff in January for the birthdays. Mo almost every time I've been to a booth is because my, my brother Devontae has been so generous in getting a booth and inviting us out. Going out on that level, I'm going to tell you, is way cooler than the level we went out in high school. But had Drew and I had laser focus like our friend Devontae did at that time, we would be in a position to live that lifestyle now. So in the long run, who's cooler? I'll say Vontae. In the short run, it it might have been on us. I ain't gonna say it. But yeah, he did that too. Oh, oh man, I'm sorry, Drew. You throwing me off with your grammar a little bit. Let me make sure let me let me wide this out so I can read it right. Oh, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Okay, yeah, that's facts. That's facts, but hopefully you get my point. So I'm going to give you another example. Let's say we're at work, right? So I used to work at this call center. And um, I was always super nice 
uh, super professional in regards to you couldn't catch me saying anything negative. I was always pleased and thank you. Never, you would never see me upset. Um, never talk about things that are that aren't appropriate at work. All my all my P's and Q's every single day, period. And a lot of people who were quote unquote cool thought I was square, right? Because I, I don't know, that's just how we label people sometimes who are professional and or maybe more professional than the role that they're in. So for example, we were at a call center, it was laid back, but I'm always super polite, I'm always super professional. It doesn't matter who's on the phone, doesn't matter who came in, it's consistent. That's just the way I carry myself. And people used to think I was lame or square or this or that, right? Short term. Fast forward. So this was maybe the first within the first six months I'm there. This is the perception I got sometimes. Cedric was there. Me and Cedric were so cool, but I'm more so when the, when the building opened up. So this might have been within the first eight months, right? Fast forward, two years in, two years from the time that I started, I'm, provo I'm promoted. We getting there, Don. We getting there. So I got promoted, right? Um, I'm great in calls, and on top of that, I'm working overnight. Super lax position. Super lax. I'm able to be on top of all my work. I'm chilling. I come in. Be honest with you guys. I came in really when I wanted to. Um, almost made my own schedule. It was super chill, super easy. I was always on top of my work. Deliverables was always done. I was always on point. But if you look at me, people are like, man, this dude got it so cool, got it so easy, man. And and some people were envious on the position that I had built for myself, right? But those same people were playing for the short term. They wanted to be cool in the short term. They wanted to be the one throwing their headsets off cussing out at the customer on mute because it was cool or funny or whatever i was the one clocked in getting it staying focused taking it on the chin which wasn't cool because i knew what i really wanted to do was way cooler than what i had so it's a similar it's a similar approach that's why when it comes to looking cool it's either on a short term or a long term just like you could do the same thing with my career. You could say in the short run, oh man, this dude cut his dreads. Oh man, what? Oh, that ain't cool, man. You ain't for the culture. You ain't this, you ain't that. But fast forward five, 10 years from now, when I'm able to put people in position to make money, when I'm able to help businesses grow, when I'm able to help people start businesses and become successful at it, when I'm able to wear whatever I want, whenever I want, because I'm paid and I'm in charge. That's really cool, right? but you might not be thinking like that in the beginning. So looking cool is, is how you, is how you, is, is how you want to look at it. So for me, I always think that what's underneath is, is the real, right? That's the real, that's who you really are. That's the real, the truth behind the scenes, behind the pictures on Instagram, behind all the BS. That's the realness, right? That's the authentic. That should be cool. Not what it looks like, period. Now, another thing I want to touch on, facts. Another thing I want to touch on is whether most of us want to agree with this with this next statement or not, um, hip-hop influenced almost the world on what's cool and what's not cool. And hip-hop talks about a lot of things that, to be honest, are not cool. It's not cool talking about killing people. It's not cool talking about, um, you know, degrading women. Right on, brother. You, you, you really you really cool, though. That's what, exactly where I'm going with this, Bonds. You beat me to it. So hip-hop talks about a lot of things that aren't cool. You know, killing people, um, degrading women. Drugs are not cool. Drug abuse is not cool. 
uh risking your life you know to make some money isn't cool there's too many ways to get it, a million ways to make a million dollars a lot of things the culture talks about is not cool now i'm a fan of hip-hop music i love rap i was playing some before i got started that's facts mom i'm gonna get on that in just a second too but a lot of things that what we perceive are, from are cool comes from hip-hop or that that type of genre or, or that ness I, ho- I hope that makes sense right it, it comes from that man i'm so i'm embarrassed i'm losing my train of thought where was i going with this okay boom gotcha so a lot of the cool things come from hip-hop right they tell you to you know be tough uh to be flamboyant for the ladies to be fast all these things right that are not cool in the long run right they're cool in the short term but not cool in the long run in the real when you really look at things and one thing that i want to do is help my culture is change the narrative on what we think is cool and what we practice is cool and what our actions say are cool whatever is all you cool bro hey anybody see no fun no fly montana here is one of the dopest person i've ever had the honor of getting to know coolest dude on earth anyways so they tell it hip-hop tells us what's cool and influences the world whether you want to acknowledge that or not i want to change i want to change the influence in my culture and what we perceive as cool and what we allow ourselves to be because it's cool or not cool i know a lot of young brothers at least a lot of my friends um i can i've talked to personally about this is a lot of the times back in the day we might have dumbed ourselves down um around our peers because we didn't want to be uncool or teased for being too smart or being this or being that being this or being that so i'm trying to change that what's really cool is number one being yourself so I brought that story up to say this. I have a little bit of a background in running around and, and doing my, my fair share of BS, right? And I've met a lot of people that if you're impressed by hip-hop type stuff, which a lot of us are, if you're impressed by hip-hop type stuff, I've met a lot of people who actually have lived those lifestyles. I've met people who have been in prison for a long time and come out. And some of these people with those high resumes are some of the most polite and respectable people I've ever met period and the thing that was coolest to them were people who had the courage to be themselves whether it was hey man i don't i don't play video games i like to play chess or hey man um i don't really do anything else i just like to write i do poetry i'm a journalist i like to write about different things or whatever it is that you that is real to you the coolest thing on earth is being yourself period period and for those of us i know um I know like relationships and sex is like a big thing now, like not to say it ever wasn't, but it's like a big, big uh, thing. People put so much pressure and so much energy into that, right? And the relationships and having just that, all that kind of stuff, right? If that's something that's important to you, I'm going to tell you the number one secret of getting a significant other right now or getting the ladies. I'll speak on that, on how to get the ladies. The easiest way to get a lady, pay attention, fellas, is be yourself. I guarantee you. I've had more quality interactions and more uh, quality women being myself, period. It doesn't matter if the world thinks it's cool. It doesn't, all that stuff doesn't matter. Like Bond says, knowing how to handle the peer pressure. If everybody says something is cool, but it's not cool to you, then don't do it. And I guarantee you in that situation, the real people that are there are gonna, they're, 
they're going to dap you up and they're going to respect it and they're going to always admire you what's up cousin my cousin jordan just hopped on thank you man they're going to admire they're going to respect you and they're going to look up to you believe it or not because a lot of people don't have the courage to be who they really are they, they just don't. They're too worried about everybody's perception. They're too worried about the peer pressure. They're too worried about what people might say or might think. Sometimes even their own family or their significant other. Coolest thing on the earth is being who you really are. It doesn't matter what that is because there are, I think it's like over 7 billion people on the planet. With the power of the internet, you can connect with almost anybody, almost instantly, right? So that means there's going to be a whole lot of people that like you just the way that you are. But if you don't have the courage to be that person, you'll never be loved for it. What's going on, Josh? You'll never be loved for it. So the coolest thing ever, man, is, is being yourself, regardless of what that looks like. Even if I wanted to keep the dress. I mean, again, I've had short hair my whole, almost my whole life, so it's no big deal to me. But being, being who you are is the coolest thing ever. Now, just in case y'all didn't know, we got a throwback flick right here. It's me and my boys, man. We been cool. You feel me? Been doing it. That's Drew Vontae and myself. Yeah. Right that in there. Too bad I don't got a picture holder. So we're getting ready to wrap this up. I just want to make sure that uh, I touched on everything. Give me one second. Okay, I got one more thing for you. I got one more thing we going that's a good point right there so Vontae said the hardest thing is not being a smoker so our our community our culture definitely says smoking is cool Vontae has never smoked and I, I love him for it I think I think that's the dopest thing ever never was his thing and he's never he's never wavered from that he's might have tried a cigar but I don't even think he probably ever really smoked that either but our culture it says you're not cool if you're not. You know, all the songs, you know, smoke a bat. Uh, uh. You know what I mean? You guys know. Don't be naive. But you got to stay in your lane. And you got to stay focused. Because people who who are cool, let's say it was, uh, let's say he met, like, I don't know if Vontae liked Wiz Khalifa like that. But Wiz Khalifa was dope. You know, back in the day, it was for Shelly dope. If he met Wiz and he didn't smoke, Wiz not going to be like, oh, you a square because you don't smoke. He's going to respect him for being himself in that moment and not falling victim to peer pressure because all people who are at the, these, these people that we aspire to be, they all respect the individuals and they all respect people who got the courage to be themselves. That's real talk. There's one more thing I want to touch on and it comes down to professionalism and it's also being cool. And it's the way that you, the way that you talk to people and the words that you choose to use. So for example, Hey, so you better not, man, you got too much bread on the line. So there's one thing, uh, again, I want to touch on is the way that you talk to people and the words that you use. So I'm going to give you guys an example. There's a friend of mine, and she works remotely from home right now, right? Now, when COVID first started, they pushed all the employees to work uh, remotely. Excuse me. Hope you didn't hear that. To work remotely, right? Now, one of her coworkers lived in the mountains, in the mountainous area. They couldn't get internet. couldn't get internet so what the company did was actually basically pay them their regular wage even though they couldn't work Oops, sorry moms even though they couldn't work right so the company made an exception for this one person because they live in a mountainous area couldn't can't get internet we're not gonna you know fire you they decided to just keep them on payroll and pay them which i think is dope um 
I think that's dope. I, you know, if a business can afford to do it and the person's worth it, hey, run with it. Go for it. Get You know, feed your family. Now, fast forward a couple months, might have been four months later, right? A friend of mine um, basically is having some problems in their apartments. And I think the upstairs, the spot upstairs ended up, uh, they ran the water or something and the water came down as a flood or whatnot. So they got evacuated and it's this whole thing. They got to redo all the wiring. And basically she can't get internet in her apartment, I think for another month. Now the company didn't, the company basically told her that they're not going to pay her because she doesn't have internet. Now, when she talked to me, the, the young lady is very upset because there's another coworker that she knows personally that is getting paid because they can't have internet and they've been getting paid over the last four months. Now it's her, she's in a similar situation, but they don't want to pay her. Right. So understandably, the young lady's upset. That's facts. Oh, hey, Ella Choa, admire that man. You guys got a chance to follow him too. So as you can assume, the young lady's upset, right? Rightfully so. She's, you know, kind of going off on me. Oh, man, they got me effed up, this and that. They profiled me, da 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 You know, she's upset. I get it, right? So I make a suggestion to her. I say, hey, instead of going about it that way, are you open Are you open to how, you know, how I would go about it? She's like, yeah, sure. So whenever I try to handle conflict as a professional, the way that you want to go about it is you want to, this might be a little hard. I never really worded this. So get, work with me. But you want to word it in a way that it puts the other person on the spot without them feeling attacked. So for example, in this scenario with the, with the woman and the internet, right? I said, Hey, this is what I would ask him. If it was me, I would say, Hey boss, help me understand why it's okay for this person to get paid without internet, but it's different for me. Don't say nothing else, period. Because that puts the other person in a tough position. Why are you treating, basically what I'm saying is, why are you treating me different, right? But if I went about it like, hey, boss, you got me messed up. You better pay me what, she, what she's getting paid um, because I don't got internet. She don't got internet. It's no different. Now the person's pride is involved. Now their ego feels attacked. Now they got to represent the company. Now you've added all these different layers that didn't even really need to be there because you could have been a little bit more, a little bit, well, put a little bit more finesse in the way that you presented the issue that would have got you better results. Help me understand why it's okay for her, but it's not okay for me. And the reason why you stop talking when you do that is because it forces the other person to respond or it just ignore you, which most of you know, they're not going to do it like that, but you want to stop right there because if you keep talking, it's going to lower the impact on what you're trying to say. If you go in and say, yeah, I've got all this stuff going on and my kids and I just can't do it. That gives them an outlet to sympathize with your situation instead of addressing the concern. So again, this one, this one might be a little bit difficult to grasp. Walk, thank you for hopping in. Jamili, thanks for hopping on. It might be a little difficult to grasp, but whenever you're talking to people, you don't want to, and, and there's a conflict you don't want them to feel it. If, if you want to win, if you want to win, you don't want them to feel attacked because it's going to create them to feel defensive. And instead of them arguing for the point, they're going to just defend themselves. 
which is which is not where we're going with this. I don't want my manager to defend why he's a good manager and making fair decisions. I want to know why this girl's getting paid and I'm not getting paid. I want to, I want to keep, you want to keep it focused on the facts. Now there's another way that you can do this. We can wrap it up. I usually like to keep these things short. I'm sorry about this one being really long, but there's another one. Thank you, auntie. There's another one um, that you just, again, this is kind of a little bit, a little bit higher level on the mindset. But you want to consider the way that you use your words, right? So, for example, and, and just being mindful of, of not creating people to be defensive because when someone's got to be defensive, it just it throws everything sideways. And they're more worried about winning the argument or the conflict or saving face than they are about getting to the point. And it's a subconscious thing most of the time. So that's why it's better for you to use words that don't even create a defensive thought to where you can stay focused. It's kind of like being two steps ahead. Give another example, though. So um, I had a meeting, right? Me, me and a colleague of mine, we had a meeting with this individual. And basically we told the individual that there's going to be. Um, basically, there's going to be a deliverable that we're going to need from them, right? This came up in the initial conversation when we all met, said, hey, you know, there's deliverables coming up. It's going to be about a week, week or two out. Be aware of it when it gets in. We'll need that, you know, from you. That way we can continue getting this taken care of. And if it was like, okay, cool, wonderful. Two weeks go, or a week goes by, the deliverable comes up. You know, we send a reminder, send the messages. We still don't get anything back. Now we're going on two weeks. Now things are starting to get held up, right, at this point. So you can go on there and be like, hey, you remember when I told you to get that back to me? How does that sound? You you might feel some type of way just on this call. You're like, man, is still talking to like that right you want to consider adjusting your verbiage to to allow someone to not be defensive so what i mean by that is this same scenario hey by any chance do you recall the deliverable that was mentioned the first time we met or hey that deliverable um that we mentioned the first time we met do you have any follow-up on that basically i'm telling you to get the, to get it back to me but the way that i'm bringing it up to you Instead of you feeling like you against me, it's almost like we're together focused on the issue, if that makes sense. So you just want to be mindful in the way that you bring up things, because sometimes people, if, for example, if you use a lot of you words, you is a, is like a pointing word. It's like I'm pointing at you, like you, you did this, you need to do this, da, 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 da. You can say we, which takes that away. But then sometimes people will know that you're just trying to be nice by using we. And a way that I like to do it instead of using we is sometimes I'll just take out the pronoun altogether and just say what it is. So, for example, you need to get this deliverable back to me. I would say um, once this once this deliverable is returned, I can continue to process. I'm not saying you. I'm not saying we need it. I just take the pronouns out and just do it straightforward like that. So I'm sorry we got a little bit sidetracked. I want to thank you for anybody who was in here rocking with me today. Is is definitely was a long episode, but just want to kind of recap real quick. So professionalism, that is your presentation. Make sure that the quality that you're trying to deliver matches your presentation. This matters because unfortunately perception counts. Do I think it's fair? No. Do I think it's right? No. Is it is it actually what it is? Yes. And we play to win. So if you're planning to win, make sure your uh, your professionalism and your appearance is on point. 
One thing that bothers me is that do-rags have a negative connotation. And just because we're wearing do-rags doesn't mean we don't know things, doesn't mean we're not professional, doesn't mean we're not helpful or experts in our fields. So that's why I decided to wear this do-rag on this podcast episode today. Third little recap point is looking cool sometimes gets construed, right? Some people are thinking about looking cool in the short term, which is just to impress others. But the real coolness is a long run where your real results are in a lifestyle that you can truly live because you decided to not impress other people, but put that energy and that effort into yourself so that way you can build and be the person that you want to build. So I appreciate you guys rocking with me today. Um, And number one coolest thing, and the way to win is always is to be yourself because there are people that are going to that are going to recognize you being genuine will feel it. It's just it's just different when people are really themselves. You can tell it's just this energy that's created. So please be yourself. Always make sure that you're presentable and professional in a way that still that you're able to maintain who you are. And again, just thank you guys for rocking with me today. You guys have a great day and I'll see you next Monday. Oh, and for those of you guys who missed it. Rest in peace, brother Chad. You inspired me with this this picture in art class. This was a self-portrait. I did. Shout out. Shout out the man. So you guys have a good night. Peace out.